On Wednesday, the Clemson Tigers finished off their second and final full-team practice of fall camp before getting ready for the 2023 college football season. It was ones versus twos. Who stood out? Who shined? Who would you need to know about? I'm going to tell you next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson family? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Demi Parson, always on the ones and twos you can find and follow me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a, um, you know, I'm part of the co-host team of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, as well as the founder of the Scouting Room. Guys, thank y'all for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday, man. Happy Thursday to you, and thank y'all for tapping in with me. Thank you for being the family and my everydayers. So much love and support coming coming from you guys and all the love coming back from me, guys. We have a fun show. It, it, was, a, it was a final uh, scrimmage on, on Wednesday of fall camp before they start prepping for Duke and getting ready for that game. What were the takeaways from this from, from, from camp? We're going to talk about all of that, guys. Freshman DBs ready to make an impact in 2023. Cade Klubnik being compared to Deshaun Watson. What's that about? And the ones versus twos, and what did that look like? But before we get into that, guys, before we jump right into that, let's give a quick shout out to FanDuel. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. Guys, the ones versus twos, and, and, and it was, you know, typically – you know, you know, I knew that they were going to have practice yesterday. They don't have a second, uh, you know, the, the second scrimmage and everything, which we still had some guys be held out for specific reasons of just, you know, taking care of bodies and stuff like that. But, you know, it was the uh, the, the ones versus the twos. And, um, you know, one of the main things is that they really took away was, you know, when you think about the ones you already know, like these guys are starters, they're ready to go, so forth and so on. But the ones are going to push the twos and give the coaches a, 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 an idea of who actually is ready to ball if their name is called. And uh, some some of the some of the guys, the backers and some of the backups rather that that still stood out. You know, um, of course, name that we've heard a lot with the receivers, Tyler Brown and Tink Masoon Kelly. Um, you know, was, you know, continue to do a great job, continue to showcase their ability and their skill sets in this off on a second team offense. But one nugget that which we knew if anybody you know know about Tink, about Masoon Kelly, he is he came in as an athlete. This kid played wide receiver and corner. And I think this is something I talked about that he has a chance that he could play both sides of the ball. And that was something that that, that was actually said by Dabo. Uh, and his quote was, we feel great about our depth at corner. Guys have stepped up. He said, Kelly can play on offense. He's a natural ball player. He's made a lot of plays at camp, and if they need him, he's going to be available. We have seen enough to do it, right? So you think about his ability to play both sides of the football and, and for the for the coaches to feel good about him playing both sides of the football. So this young man, regardless of all things, is going to have a, a spot and, and a, have a, a chance to make an early impact 
Uh, like I said, whether it's on offense, whether it's on defense, he's going to have that opportunity. And I love that, right? The explosiveness, the, 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 the shiftiness. And like, like, he's just a ball player. Like coach said, coach said he's just simply that a ball player. You have D Creighton, uh, who, who's made some huge strides per, per Dabo and Jamal Anderson coming in with Kobe McLeod. Those guys have made the progress. And of course, as I talked about on yesterday's show, Wade Woodard's being, um, <clears throat> just a really versatile guy. And, and and coach looks at all those guys as kind of depth pieces uh, and, and they have the chance to play. Uh, and when they have the chance to play, they, they you know, they have to be ready. Uh, but but he, he feels good about that group. And, and that was a big thing because the linebacker spot was something that I'm concerned about. Like, you know, not a ton of playing time with the linebackers outside of Bear Carter and Jeremiah Trotter, who Jeremiah Trotter was, Held out, of, held out of practice. So he didn't with the one he said ones versus twos. He did not go with the ones he was held out, um, you know, due to, I think, I, I think it was a, a injury, but they said if he, if it was a game today, uh, you know, yesterday, if it was a game uh, in place of the practice, he would play, but they just wanted to be, you know, wanted to be secure about it. Right. And then battle still with the lot, with the uh, tackle position, of course, Christian Lay, Colin Sadler, and, you know, and even with Marcus Tate being involved, you know, Coach feels good about it, right? He's confident with the guys they have um, and everything. And, and one of the things he said, we have multiple answers there. Um, and, you know, I, I am not ready to roll out our starting lineup yet. Uh, and that's when he, but that's when he talked about Tristan Lay, Marcus Tate, Colin Sadler, all three can get the job done. And Blake Miller can bump over there if we need them to, um, you know, and everything like that. So, uh, you know, Coach, you know, Coach feels good, right? Mitchell Hay, Mitchell Mays as well. They, they they feel good about this offense and, and the offensive line, and, and they're going to go with that, right? And I think that's the big thing. I love the fact that he's not, you know, for competition reasons. No, you don't name you, you don't roll out a name, you know, or name out your your starting lineup. You let these guys continue to compete because the best is going to you know it's cream rises to the top. So whoever is the cream of the crop. He's going to rise to the top, and that's just that's just going to be the point blank, man. That's what's going to happen, and I'm I'm looking forward to you know I've heard great things, uh, you know you know talking to people talking to people close to the to the program that was at at practice, and, and you know when the text I got back was the offense balled today, and, and you know you know K clubbing and all those guys, man. So the offense is like they're doing their job, and, and we have a lot of playmakers. Uh, a lot of young playmakers, right? And, and I'm excited for, like I said, with with, with Soon Kelly, um, you know, his ability to play corner and be just a natural playmaker and everything with his speed, his hands, whatnot. Like, if you need him in in, in a situation, but the wild part about it, I don't think they're gonna need him. We're gonna talk about that later when I get into the, some of the freshman action, the freshman DBs. I don't think they'll actually need him, but you know, we'll see how that turns out. We'll see how it turns out. But if anything, guys, you know. Uh, you know, and Shipley and Will Moffa both, neither one of them uh, played, to, you know, was in the scrimmage um, either. But nonetheless, you know, we had enough you know, enough players out there to, to get the job done. And then Coach Sweeney even talked about Ryan uh, Linthicum at, at center and said he feels confident with him and Trent Howard at that spot. And, you know, we have three centers. Trent Howard has played a lot of guard, bumped out, played some right tackle. So, he, he, you know, the kind of theme I've realized is that there's a lot of versatility amongst this offensive line. You got guys that play multiple positions. They, they either have or can, and that's a great problem to have because you think about, Hey, if guys do get hurt, you know, you can move a guy that's played at center to guard. 
You can move a guard, uh, a guy play guard to tackle. You can move a tackle inside that guard. You can do a lot of different things and feel comfortable with protecting your prime investment, which is Cade Klubnik. So the ones versus twos, uh, it seemed like the twos had some 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 defenders stand out, uh, young players stand out, man, and, and the backups pushed. You know, they pushed the starters. You know. And gave him a good fight, you know what I mean. So what I what I take away from it, guys, is simple. I, I think this team is deep, uh, a lot of depth, a lot of talent, and, and now it's all about the coaches consistently getting these guys the reps they need, right? And, and just got to figure out, especially in the regular season, how soon you want to get them on the field, uh, how quickly, and everything, so that you can really get a better taste, better vibe uh, for for what they're capable of doing, right? Like if, if Duke becomes a blowout, right, then you could put Masoon Kelly. Wherever you want him, right? You know, if you want that corner, put him on the corner, right? You could throw Tyler Brown in the in the slot, and, and you know, throw Hunter or or you know any uh, any of these backup quarterbacks in, and let them get their their starts, let them get their their reps and get their um their their feet underneath them, get their feet wet and everything. So ones versus twos was competitive, but listen, I heard the the offense ball. That's what, that's what I heard today that the offense did a good job. We want to talk about offense doing a good job, man. Kay Klubnik, we talk about him a lot on this show because he is QB1, and we got to talk about it. But Dabo Sweeney invoked the name Deshaun Watson, the guy that he, when he left Clemson, he said that was Michael Jordan. So uh, on the field, guys, we're not talking about any of the stuff off the field. We're talking about only on the field. So how did he, uh, what was that What was that about? What, why did he compare Kay Klubnik to Deshaun Watson? I'm going to let you know next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Football. Season is about to kick off, and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Because, guys, right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every single time they win during the regular season. Let me repeat myself. Bet on your Super Bowl winner. Get bonus bets back when they win in the regular season. All you have to do is pick any team to win the Super Bowl, the Dolphins, the Bills, the Chiefs, the Jets, whoever, and you'll get bonus bets every for every victory they have during the regular season. You can bet. You can use those bonus bets to bet on different things like the spread, player props, okay, over-unders, and so much more. So, guys, all you have to do is visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and you can start earning bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That is fanduel.com slash locked on and go ahead and bet on your Super Bowl winner. Hey Clubnik to Deshaun Watson. That's what the head ball coach said. And when he was asked about uh just you know Kate Clubnik after the, the 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 second and final scrimmage of the fall camp period and first of all, you know, it's, it's crazy because he just talks about how Cade asserted himself as a leader, said that the chemistry between him and the offensive coordinator Garrett Riley started back in January when they had a lot of meetings and a lot of hours together. So it just shows that this young man has the goods, not just a physical and athletic ability, but the mental and the work ethic to be great. Uh, Coach, when you talked about how he has a, he's been having an outstanding camp, uh, he can make a bad play, but bounce right back and make a good one after that. And this is where the comparison comes in. He compared Clevening to former Clemson quarterback. Deshaun Watson in the light of, in regards of bouncing back from interceptions and mistakes. He just got, he's uh, just, he just has the right mentality, says coach. He loves ball. He loves the practice. He loves the meetings. And he just has this energy that uplifts the entire team. He has been really, 
really, really, really good. And he's the key for us. If he stays healthy, we have a chance to be as good of a football team as expected. And, and, and the thing about that is, you know, like it goes on to say real quick that he believes there's less pressure on Cade because he knows he's the starter. And it's like, yeah, that, you know, when you know that you don't have to look over your shoulder, 100%, right? DJ, DJ, you was looking over his shoulder from the get-go last year. Like that, he, you know what I'm saying? Cade doesn't have to do that. Cade knows that none of those guys are behind him are going to get the shot to play this season and, and you know, for him to be bench or anything like that. But when you talk about just having that short-term memory, that's a big thing, right? Because we, we typically, from a scouting perspective, we talk about that with cornerbacks. Oh, you just got beat for a 60-yard touchdown? I don't care. This is a new drive. I need you to lock this guy down. Right. But if you're still thinking about that 60 yard touchdown, you're going to give up another 60 yard touchdown. Right. And it's the same thing with quarterbacks. If a quarterback throws an interception, if you don't have that quick memory, that quick, well, let's put it quick memory loss in that sense to where it's like, what interception? Like, you know what I mean? You already went over everything. You already talked about the play. And now you're about to go on the field like, hey, man, you know, don't worry about the interception last drive. What interception, coach? That's how you handle that because you want them to know I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about this drive. This I'm living in the moment. Don't worry about the past. So his ability to, if he makes a mistake, and I'm gonna tell you, that's probably one of the biggest things that that probably stands out to between me, uh, for me between him and, and DJ. I think DJ at times when he when he made bad decisions and he made bad mistakes, he compounded it within himself. Like he beat himself up. I I would see the the kind of weird body language like. Like not so much sulking, but just kind of like frustrated with himself and, and, and understand. But I think that came from the aspect of he was looking over his shoulder. So if he was looking over his shoulder, like he's like, man, I'm gonna get benched for this, right? I, I know I'm gonna get benched for this. Like you know, I'm like that's just kind of how I saw it, right? So it's like for you know for both of these guys, him being at Oregon State and Cade now being the starting quarterback and hopefully the the, the program franchise quarterback until he goes in the NFL draft for the Clemson Tigers. I, I think this is I think this is a good thing. In this, in that regard, guys, I do because for 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 Cade to not have to look over his shoulder, his confidence can stay high, and, and clearly his confidence is high as can, as as it can get right now. When you have a guy that can make a mistake, but bounce back, right? Okay, you just do a pick six. Don't care. That's fine. That's not, I don't like it. No one likes it, but just come out now and show that you have that killer instinct. And now you come out, you run a couple plays, you you get back into your flow, you get back into your rhythm, and now you just uncorked a 50-yard bomb to Cole Turner for a touchdown. Now, what about that pick six defense? We just torched you, right? And that, but at the same time, keep the, the keep the quick memory loss to where then when you go back on the field, you're not thinking about the 50-yard bomb you just threw. What you're thinking about is trying to score again, however that may be, whether it's running the ball with Will Shipley and Phil Moffa, feeding Jake Brenningstool, the tight end, right? Getting into Antonio Williams on screens. It doesn't really matter. Don't try to replicate what you did on the very on the on the previous drive when you scored 50 yards on a deep bomb, but you just want to you want to replicate the result and the result being points, touchdowns. Right. But the process, you can't you don't want to try and replicate that. You want to try and uh, and figure you want to get the same result, but with the process for that specific drive. Right. Because each drive is like a test. Each play is like a test for quarterbacks, guys. You know, it's multiple choice. You got to you got to go ahead and mark out what you don't know. What you already know is not the answer. Two plus two. If it's if it doesn't say four, mark it out. Two plus two is not five. Okay, two plus two is not seventy-two. So that's that's what I'm. What's what I'm getting at here is that having that quick memory loss, whether good or bad, right? 
that's that's a big thing. So to, to hear that Cade is is in camp and where he he makes a inter- throws an interception because I think that was in like the the first session, the first uh, scrimmage, he got caught with the fire zone blitz. Right, they 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 blitzed in one direction. He went to throw it, you know, and everything. And they had a, they had a, I think it was Cade. I think it was a Denhoff. I think it was the the defensive end dropped off in the coverage and picked him off. Right, so it was a zone blitz. Sound was basically sound like fire zone blitz from one side, drop off to the other, and uh, get into the passing lane. Right, so you just kind of you kind of look at it and you're like, okay, well, gotcha, okay. And gives them the things to learn from. So then you 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 throw that interception, but then next time he sees that coverage or he sees it, he knows how he he knows how to beat it. He knows that I gotta take my I can't just rush my process, right? And different things of that nature. So I I think that this is the the comp for or or the the showing of signs and the comparison to Deshaun Watson. That was something that Deshaun Watson did very well. I watched him do it at Clemson. I watched him do it in the NFL when he you know especially um, before this whole suspension thing or whatever all that stuff that happened with Houston. You know, early in his career, man, you saw a guy and he became one of those mental savants in a way post game. You know, talking about Deshaun Watson, where he would kind of run rattle through plays and coverages and everything else, showcasing how intelligent he is and how he has overcome some of the the mental allegations about his game uh, that they had scouts had, uh, you know, by him not reading defenses post snap and different things of that nature. So uh, I think that's that's one of the big things, guys. Is just some fact. The matter is, I like the fact that Cade Klubnik has short term memory. He's not going to dwell on the past. He's not going to dwell on the bad. He's looking to create good and great moments the next time around. So you you want a guy like that. You don't want a guy that's going to get too you, – you want him to be even keel, right? You don't want him to get too high. You don't want him to get too low. You want him to stay even Steven, baby, even Steven. So I'm excited for that. Kate Klubnik, Deshaun Watson, two guys with short memory loss when they make bad decisions on the football field, guys. Remember on the football field, but you want to talk about being on the football field, man, freshman DBs. And there was um, hmm, a younger brother of a former uh, Clemson Tiger corner, AJ Terrell's little brother, Avion Terrell. Is he special? Is he going to be a special player for your Clemson Tigers? Coach, hey, hey, ball coach, so certainly thinks so. So I'm going to tell you about that and the rest of the DBs coming up next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. Freshman DB is ready to make an impact and that starts with Avion Terrell, cornerback, uh, the younger brother of A.J. Terrell, all-pro corner for the Atlanta Falcons, one of your former uh, Clemson Tigers. And, and the head ball coach is liking what he's seeing from this young man. And I heard that he, he's played well, um, you know, when he's been on the field, man. And in and, and, and quote, Avion Terrell is special. Uh, yeah. All three of the DB, freshman DBs can play at a high level. We are blessed in that regard. Uh, it is a really, really good room. And all three of those freshmen have done a good job so far, uh, have done a good job of, for the usage that they've received. Uh, Avion is physical and mentally ready to play and, uh, and, and capable of competing with said starters for this Clemson Tigers defense. And hey, listen, the apple don't fall far from the tree. It's in the bloodlines to be a physical, athletic, sticky cover corner that doesn't mind tackling and doesn't mind putting his face into the fire. Like brother, you know, like older to younger brother. Rather said like father, like son, that's his older brother. Like older brother to younger brother. Um, you know, it, it's it's in the gene pool. You know what I mean? So I like just to hear that is is great. But a guy that 
also got uh, um, got talked about a, a good bit in, in regards to what coach expects and everything. It, it's, fr- it's freshman safety Khalil Barnes, and I think I've mentioned him in, amongst the linebackers by accident because of one of the depth charts I was looking at, for some reason, had him as, as a linebacker. Not really sure why, and it threw me off. So disregard that. But freshman safety Khalil Barnes, uh, coach said he's going to play a lot. He's going to play early. Uh, he's in. The, he's he's more so that you know he, most people expect him, of course, to be on the third phase of the game, which is be on special teams. Because you know, coach said we you know like coach said we need guys who will have uh, big roles on special teams. But I think he plays early. He can compete with anyone we have. He is a talented young player who gets it. I think he is game ready, and we wouldn't hesitate to put him into the game. So you think about just the the, the room that they already have, and then when you have, um, you know, Andrew McCuba and and, Phil, and Jalen Phillips and R.J. Mickens, like that's a talented room. Uh, and, and those and, and those guys raved about you know what Barnes brings to the table, uh, giving them high praise, and I mean that's coming from just leaders on the team in general. But when you think about his ability to play deep as a deep safety, but also have the ability to walk down into the box and walk up to the line of scrimmage and play nickel, similar to Andrew Makuba, because he's just at six foot 199, so about 200 pounds. So almost a similar body type as to Andrew Makuba as well. And this, to me, this just says, listen, we have the chance to, to really like, to, to really cover in a much higher clip, a much better clip next year, be versatile in our coverages, right? And, and things of that nature where maybe you go to some cover zero, you know, which is basically no safety, everybody man to man. But if you have the chance, if you come out in, in more, you know, heavier DB sets and you do have a a, a linebacker like Barrett Carter or Jeremiah Trotter on the field, you might just use them as a robber. Right. You know, what I mean, let them play in the middle of the field, double team and bracket routes, you know, t- take away inside leverage, things of that nature. So I think it would give you give this team a better look just in general, um, you know, for um, just defensively and what they can do and how they can stifle, especially with all these, you know, especially FSU, Florida State with Keon Coleman and Johnny Wilson and uh, Jaheim Bell. Like you need guys like a Khalil Barnes who have the ability to match up against a Jaheim Bell and go one on one, right? And then that that could honestly allow you to blitz a Andrew Makuba, who I think is a very good blitzer. Uh, when you walk him down into the box, him my cat blitzes, putting him at nickel, at, you know, and making it look like press man coverage. But you got Khalil like about seven yards back, right, you know, behind him, and that's actually man to man. And you're going to see Andrew Makuba off the edge, off the cat blitz. I'm just, you know, I'm just kind of letting you guys. Know how this how, how how it could look right, and just the ways that you can use these guys. But of course, you want to see you know just overall his his coverage ability um, against um, unfamiliar opponents. Because what if he can play on the outside and, and motion out and handle some tight ends and different things? I'm just saying, like there, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of flexibility and a lot of creativity with this defense that I am really really excited for because they can do a lot of things that can be uh, very beneficial uh, to set team. So. Um, listen, at the end of the day, these freshmen, these freshman DBs, and like we talked about earlier, Missoon Tink Kelly, man, another one, another freshman athlete that can play a defensive back position, play corner, play in the nickel, do all the different things. He's athletic enough, he's twitchy enough, he's elusive and agile enough, has the athletic ability, um, you know, different things of that nature. So you just this 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 DB room, I'm telling you, two, and I've I've, I've consistently talked about the defensive line and linebackers. This corner room can be very good. This, this secondary 
with the safeties included, can be very, very, very dangerous, very good. And so can the wide receiver group. I have high hopes for both of those for both of those uh, positional groups, guys. But that's our show, man. We talked about the freshman DBs getting ready to make an impact. Kate Klubnik being compared to Deshaun Watson on the football field, having short-term memory, not harping on simple on those mistakes and took interceptions, turnovers, what have you, and bouncing back and making big plays afterwards. And then the ones versus twos, uh, and talking about just the, how the, the the offense played well, but the two, you know, who stood out when they came down to the second unit and these young players. But guys, as always, go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts get the latest episode as soon as it is available. I thank you all so much for making Locked On Clemson your first listen today and every day, Monday through Friday. Thank you for being the family and my everydayers. Guys, go to YouTube, uh, subscribe to the channel, hit the like button, comment, talk to me because I do talk back, but hit the bell notification so that you are notified whenever I drop content on this channel. Uh, as well as let's get this, you know, we're over 540 I think right now, 550 maybe in terms of subscribers. You guys are doing great. Let's get this thing up to 1,000. Let's get this thing up to 1,000, guys. Let's really run it up, and let's have a great, great season, man. And I guess I got some some field breakdowns that I wanna, I'm going to drop uh, on Monday, you know, for some of the for, – for Duke, you know, Riley Leonard, the quarterback. So I'll, I'll drop that in the community chat. You guys can go subscribe to the Patreon and, and be able to watch that and, and really get an idea where I can break it down and talk to you guys about it. And, then of course, you can drop comments and ask questions because I can't do film sessions and stuff like that on the actual YouTube channel for Locked On Clemson. But, guys, as always, man, tap back in with me on Friday. I'll have more content for you as we start to get ready for game prep just like the team, okay? Uh, like I said, at the end of the day, for Twitter, you can find and follow me there, DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again tomorrow on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go Tigers.